premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Hey there, folks. This is Joe Russiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast and our Sermon Sunday broadcast. Well, Happy New Year, folks. I'm going to ask you right here at the outset to please forgive my voice. I've lost my voice. I've been struggling to get it back over the last day or two. And uh, it's just starting to feel better today, but um, still a little raspy. Not sure what happened or why, but uh, just pray for me as uh, as we go through the lesson today and uh, that uh, my voice won't quit on me halfway through. All right. Well, folks, it is the start of a new year. And as always, the start of a new year is exciting for a number of reasons. Uh, hopefully, we'll see the rapture of the church this year coming in the springtime. Uh, then you have you know, the promises of, uh, of better things to come in our homes, in our marriages, in our families. You have the promises of a fresh start and opportunities to right the wrongs that took place over the last year. Well, folks, in today's message, we'll be looking at some passages of Scripture that the Lord provided for us to point us toward a fresh start in the race that lies before us, putting our failures behind us and pressing toward the mark or pressing toward the goal line, the finish, because life is a race. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Your Christian walk is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And folks, we have to keep pushing forward and keep pushing forward and keep pressing toward that mark until the blessed hope comes for us. But folks, before we get into the message for today, I'm going to ask you to do two things. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, head over to the contact section. And why don't you send us off a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And, uh, or if you don't like to use uh, that, those web forms, you can always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And also, when you're uh, sending over those messages to us, don't forget to include any prayer requests that you might have. One of the great things I love uh, about getting the messages from folks is that uh, they often include prayer requests, and I love to take those prayer requests and pray over them privately in my time with the Lord, and, and then to uh, you know, bring it publicly and uh, share it with the SOTS podcast family and pray uh, openly and publicly for those things. 
So don't forget, just include those prayer requests uh, on the web form or info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And also, while you're on the website, would you please look for that support this podcast button? And then when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. Uh, you could also make a one-time contribution. If, uh, if you can't do a, a monthly recurring uh, donation or contribution, you could do a one-time, and you do that by simply clicking on the Waygiver button, which is also on our website. So why don't you pray about it, and if the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts and these live shows have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be very thankful for it. Now, usually at this point, folks, uh, I'd like to give uh, just, a, just a thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for giving me the opportunity to serve him in the capacity that he has me serving him. So I thank the Lord for that every day. I thank the Lord for the, for the blessing I have where I could sit down here and open up the Word of God and share the Word of God with you, and we can have fellowship around that. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, in our Bible studies here, we kind of pool our ignorance together and, and glean something from the precious Word of God, our King James Bibles. It's a real blessing. It's a real privilege, and it's an honor to be able to, to uh, do this with you guys every week, and it's something I'm very thankful for. And, uh, you know, I would also, of course, say thank you to all of you who support us prayerfully. Thank you so much for your prayers. Your prayers really do mean something to me. They are a, a tremendous encouragement to me. As a matter of fact, um, I received uh, an email from one of our listeners. Uh, and I, when did I get that? I think it was uh, yesterday, I believe it was. And uh, it was really, it came at exactly the right moment uh, for me. And uh, I'm going to read this email to you. This is uh, an email that I received from Brother Al Powder. Uh, He wrote the following. He said, my family and I have been listening to you for a few months now, and we're feeling led to pray for you. You don't sound like yourself. Whatever it is that's weighing on you, remember, my flesh and my heart faileth. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73, verse 26. God bless you, preacher. Keep fighting the good fight of faith prayerfully. Al Powder. So, uh, Al, if you're listening today, I just want to say thank you so much for your message. That really was a blessing for me to receive it. And uh, it was something that uh, was a real encouragement to me. And so, folks, I do appreciate those. Thank you so very much uh, for all the little notes that I get. And uh, thank you for praying for me. Thank you for praying for my family, uh, for this ministry. Uh, Thank you so very, very much for it, and please continue to do so. I also want to say thank you to those of you who support us financially already. Uh, God bless you for that. Also, you guys, um, you know, your contributions and your donations uh, have helped us to expand our outreach and the different platforms that we're on. Some of them require monthly monthly payments, and uh, you give us that ability to do so. So thank you so very, very much for it, and uh, God bless you. Now, also, I want to say thank you to every single one of our listeners as a whole. You guys have been so faithful in listening to pretty much everything that we put out, and I want to thank you very much for that. Uh, You've made this past year an incredible year for us. Now, we didn't start exactly in January. We started 
April 19th of uh, 2022 uh, with this podcast. And uh, since then, we have seen it uh, just continue to, to grow in our listening base. And I'm so appreciative of that and so thankful for it. So, uh, again, thank you so very much for all of you who pray for us, for all of you who support us financially, and every one of you who listen in faithfully every week. Thank you so very much. You've made this an incredible year for me and for this show, and uh, God bless you for it. Now, folks, if you're in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you pay us a visit at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? Our church meets at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is visit the church's Facebook page. Just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you get there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information and also you'll find episodes of this podcast. And, of course, I want to say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. I want to say thank you to my pastor, John Monk, for allowing me the opportunity to post the shows to the church's Facebook page. It's been a real uh, blessing for us because we've seen a lot of traffic coming in through the Facebook uh, connection, and uh, we appreciate that. And we're very thankful that uh, we have such a supportive pastor and, and Pastor Monk and uh, the encouragement that uh, he provides to me for, uh, for doing this show every week. And it's a real blessing to me. He's a real friend, and I'm very thankful for it. Now, I just want to say also um, to remind you, this podcast is not a ministry of First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. Okay, I am not a, I am not a deacon at First Baptist Church. I am not a, uh, I'm not a pastor. I'm not an associate pastor, an assistant pastor, what have you. Not at all. Uh, Pastor Monk and the folks at First Baptist allowed me to use the church's Facebook page strictly because um, uh, just to to uh, to give exposure to the show, to get the word of God out, to get the gospel out, and uh, to be an encouragement for me. And uh, I appreciate that. And uh, I also I don't have a Facebook page, so you know, uh, so uh, using the churches has been uh, great. And I I really do I am thankful for that, and I do appreciate it. But folks, wherever it is you're listening, whatever platform you're listening on, be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. And by doing so, you'll help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the more you share it, the, the, the bigger boost we get in our algorithms. It puts us further up in search results. So folks that are looking for a Bible study such as ours uh, would be able to find it very easily and be able to interact with us. And uh, speaking of interacting with us, if you have a uh, Spreaker account uh, and you are listening through the Spreaker app, you can also jump into the chat room uh, that we have set up. Uh, it's a real blessing. We have a usual group of guys that are, that are hanging around in there, and uh, it's a great way for us to interact during the course of the program. And uh, I look forward to meeting everybody uh, as we uh, do the shows every week. And so jump on in there if you can. So if you have a Spreaker account, you do, on, you do need a Spreaker account to do it. Uh, just log into your Spreaker account, jump in onto that chat group and say hello. Let us know you're there. Last week, we, we saw a couple of new faces in there, which was a blessing. So uh, just jump on in and join the conversation. All right. Let's see. How about some announcements now? 
All right, folks, Thursday night Bible study, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we took a little break over the Christmas week for, uh, from our usual Thursday night Bible study where we've been going through 2 Timothy. Uh, this coming Thursday evening, Lord willing, uh, we'll be able to get back into 2 Timothy. And then uh, once we finish that out, we'll be, uh, uh, once we finish out the book of 2 Timothy, uh, I think we're still stuck in chapter 2, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we still haven't gotten through chapter 2 of 2 Timothy yet. But when we finish chapter 2 and get on through the rest of the book, afterwards we'll be getting into the book of Revelation, which I'm really excited to do. And I'm looking forward to it. It's been... Um, it's been on my mind a lot over the last uh, several months to do a study of Revelation, and I finally listened to the Lord and said, okay, let's do it. So uh, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, as I've told you before, I've never taught the book of Revelation. Uh, I've sat under some really good teachings and some good preaching from Revelation. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to adding my uh, little perspective into that grand study of a wonderful book. Now, the thing about the book of Revelation, it's not a hard book to understand. It really isn't. It's a hard book to believe. <laughs> and I'm not the only one who says that. A lot of folks say that. But the book of Revelation also promises a blessing to those of us that read and study the book. So we're going to get into that uh, right after we finish Second Timothy. Uh, folks, don't forget to uh, head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, look for that programming announcement subscription box that we have on our website. And all that basically is, is that if you want to get email announcements about programming, about uh, any changes to the show, uh, any schedule changes, uh, if we have a guest going to be on the show, uh, that's the way we're going to communicate out to you guys. So we have a few folks on the list already, so we've been sending out those emails. Uh, so why don't you uh, get on the email list? This way you can stay in the know. That's important. It's very important. All right. Um, now, it's, now January, we're going to be starting our Missionary of the Month, and we're going to be uh, talking about a particular family uh, that I know very well. Uh, they are missionaries, and uh, they're in South America. I'm not going to give you any more. Then you won't listen in on the second Sunday of the month of January for our missionary of the month. And uh, Lord willing, if we have the ability to do so, we'll be diverting a small portion of our monthly support uh, to that particular missionary that we uh, highlight for that month. So the second Sunday of every month will be Missionary Sunday, and we'll be, uh, we'll be talking about a particular missionary's field ministry. We'll read their prayer letters, and... Uh, who knows? We might be able to get actually actually get one of them to uh, to reach out to us and uh, call in and and chat with us live. You never know. Uh, so we'll see how all that stuff plans out in the future. Uh, just pray about it, and Lord willing, we'll get there. Also on our website, uh, pay a visit to our sword swag section. Uh, over there, we have these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast ceramic coffee mugs, which I have right here. Mm. You gotta love tea on a sore throat. Oh yeah, tea with honey—it's the way to go. Uh, so you can get the uh, this really nice sort of the spirit podcast coffee mug for a donation of twenty-five dollars, and we also have sort of the spirit podcast T-shirts for a donation of thirty-five dollars. Now, how do you get it? Well, on the website, there's an email 
information button. Just click that button. Send me your contact information, your mailing address, and so forth. And then I will give you, I will email back to you with the uh, link to where you can make your donation uh, for the particular items that you're looking to get. And uh, uh, we have a couple of coffee mugs, we have a couple of t shirts, and um, they're wait, wait, wait. Okay, they are ready to go at a moment's notice. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, one of these days, I'll figure it out, and uh, we won't stutter and stammer our way through these things. Kind of embarrassing sometimes. All right, folks, if you are a prepper or if you are interested in prepping, I would like to recommend the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a podcast and vidcast for, uh, for, for the folks that are uh, listeners and subscribers of the Contra Radio Network, and it focuses on the issues and concerns of discerning preppers and patriots. So uh, I, I do listen to the, to the network quite a bit. I listen to at least two shows every day. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm a political nut, so they have some really good political podcasts on there. Uh, I've learned a lot about prepping uh, through the shows that they have on there as well. So uh, if you are interested in prepping, uh, I would suggest you check them out. You have to go to www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. And uh, you do have to put the www, otherwise the page, uh, you get a page load error. All right. That's uh, just about what we have for our announcements today. So what we'll do here is we'll take our first break, give my, my scratchy voice a little bit of a rest. And when we come back, we'll get into our prayer requests. So this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Ruciello. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with your friends, your family, and your followers. And uh, if you have the ability to do so, give us that five-star rating, uh, and we would appreciate that. All right, folks, we'll be right back after this. Don't go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
right, folks, welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, I'm sorry about the skipping on that track. I didn't realize that uh, there was a problem with it, so I uh, made a note to myself that we're not going to include that track uh, in any further episodes that we do. So again, my apologies for that. All right, folks, welcome back, and uh, we're going to get into our um, prayer requests uh, here at the moment. Now, uh, Sunday, we kind of go through the whole list, um, a little more specifically than we do during uh, our Thursday night Bible study. Um, let's see, uh, we're going to start, as always, we start off with those folks that uh, we're praying for salvation for. And uh, our list is still the same. We're still praying for my mom, Diane, my sister, Laura, uh, Carmela, and Gabriella, David up in New York City, and Fairman. Now, uh, we're going to pray uh, for them, for their need, their need for salvation. We're going to pray that the Lord would just move them and draw them to himself and that, uh, that he would perform that mighty work and see them get saved. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you today, Lord, for the, for the gift of salvation that you've given us through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, it's the end of the year. Father, it's uh, the start of a new year. Father, we are just humbled by the mighty work that you wrought on the cross of Calvary through your Son. And Lord, we pray that this year will be a great year in seeing folks come to the Lord Jesus Christ and get saved. And Lord, on our prayer list today, we are particularly praying for my mom, Diane, Lord, we pray that you would just draw her to yourself. Lord, we pray that you would uh, uh, just bring comfort to her, Lord. And Father God, that uh, you would save her. Father, I pray that you would either use this show, use me, which would be a tremendous privilege for me to see my mom get saved through our efforts. So, Lord, I pray that you would use us in a mighty way in that regard. And, Lord, I pray that you would uh, just draw my mom to yourself and that she would make that extremely important decision. And, Lord, I pray it would be done this day. And I'll thank you for it. Father, we pray for my sister, Laura. Lord, my, my sister, Laura, she's, she's a good woman. She is a devoted woman. She's a, an excellent mother and and wife, and um, and sister, and daughter, and Lord, she does such tremendous work with our mom, but Lord, she's lost, and she's on her way to hell, and Lord, she needs to get saved, and Lord, I pray that you would also use this opportunity, this 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 show, Lord, you, you'd use me as an instrument to bring her to Jesus Christ. I would love to see both my mom and my sister get saved so that they would have a place in heaven with our dad and with me. So, Lord, I pray that you would just work in them and you would draw them to yourselves and they would get saved. Lord, I pray for my granddaughters, Gabriella and Carmela. Lord, I pray for them. Lord, I lift them up to you. They're just, Carmela is just a little girl, but now is the great time for her to get saved. Gabriella is a newborn. But now is a great time for her to hear the word, of the, the word of God. So, Father God, I pray for them. I pray, Lord, that you would use my daughter, their mother, 
as an instrument, much as you used Eunice, Timothy's mother. Lord, I pray that you would just draw them in at a very young age, Lord, because there is no better life than the Christian life. And Lord, there's no better time to get saved than when you're young because you'll have such a strong, firm foundation on which to stand that the cares and the concerns of this world won't have that much of an effect on you. So, Lord, I pray for them, and I pray that you would draw them, and, Lord, that you would save them in their time according to your will. David, we lift up, uh, Lord, we lift up David to you. We pray for him, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would uh, just soften his heart toward the gospel, Lord, that you would um, that you would just open him up to hearing the truth of the word. Lord, I've sent him links to the show, and I've asked him to listen in, but I don't know if he has. He hasn't communicated to me that he has or he hasn't. Lord, I pray that you would just, uh, just, just draw him in, Lord, and you would see him get saved. But we're also praying for Fairman. Lord, uh, we don't know if he's saved or for sure, so, Lord, we have him on our list, and we ask God, please save him. Work in him, and if he is saved, Lord, just give him that assurance of salvation. If he's not saved, Lord, save him today. Use his boy, use Alex to save him. And Father, we'll thank you for it. And we'll thank you that you answer prayer, Lord. We thank you. And we ask that you would answer these prayers for their salvation according to your perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Martin, uh, we've mentioned him every show that we do. Uh, Pastor Martin is, uh, is my pastor's pastor. He's a, he's a good friend to me as well. Uh, pastor Martin is uh, 89 years old, and he is... Um, uh, uh, with 50 years of experience in the ministry, uh, still goes out and street preaches, still reads his Bible 10 chapters a day, uh, but he has a number of ailments that are, um, that are a hindrance to him, Lord. So we want to pray for um, Pastor Martin uh, for his uh, heart trouble. We're going to pray for that. We're also going to pray for um, his eyesight issue, his vision problem. Uh, he reads 10 chapters a day. It takes him all day to do it. He has to read by a, a large magnifying lens that he has uh, to, to, to read, read his Bible through. And, uh, but yet he still does it faithfully every day, and we're thankful for that, and we're thankful for that great testimony. It really is a shame to, to, to us that uh, even at his advanced age with the health problems that he has, he still street preaches. He still committed himself to reading his Bible every single day despite the vision problems. And, uh, and he's still there as a counsel, and uh, he's, a, he's a wonderful man, and I'm thankful that I've had the opportunity to know him. So we're going to pray for him and for his ailments. We're also praying for uh, Mary Perez, who's uh, battling cancer. Uh, we're praying for my mom, uh, who is uh, struggling with uh, COPD and uh, a number of other health concerns, and also now uh, recovering from a minor surgical procedure she had just uh, the day before yesterday. So we're praying for her for that. Uh, we're praying for my sister, Laura, for the slipped disc in her back. And uh, she had her MRI on the uh, 30th, and she'll be getting the results sometime in January. So we want to pray for good results for that. We're also praying for Bernice. Uh, as you guys know, Bernice is a member of our church, and uh, she's been battling cancer for quite some time. So we want to pray for her. Uh, we want to pray for the, for the uh, chemotherapy and the treatments that she's going for. And uh, we're going to pray that the Lord gives her strength to, uh, to endure this time. 
Uh, we're continuing to pray for Alan, who will be getting uh, prostate cancer surgery uh, coming in January this month. Uh, we're also praying for Janae uh, for uh, her heart condition. And we're praying for Fairman, who's in the hospital with cancer and uh, still recovering from that fractured uh, L2 vertebrae uh, from a tumor that he has as a result of the cancer. So, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you today that you are the great physician. We want to thank you, Father God, that, that uh, you do hear us. And, Lord, we want to thank you that we can boldly approach the throne of grace with the petitions of our heart. Father God, we lift up Pastor Martin to you today. We pray for his heart condition. We pray for his blood pressure. We pray for his vision. Lord, we pray for his overall health. Lord, we want to ask you just to give him strength and grace uh, as he is... Uh, as, as he is going on through his life here at this time, Lord, we just lift him up to you and ask you to touch him and uh, bring him comfort. And again, Lord, we ask for that grace that he needs right now. Father, we're going to pray for Mary Perez for, uh, for the cancer that she's fighting. Lord, we pray that you would just touch her body. Lord, we pray that you would give her peace and that, Lord, you would bring comfort to her as well. Father, we want to pray for my mom, Diane, uh, struggling with uh, COPD. Uh, connected to an oxygen tank 24-7, uh, a number of other health concerns that, uh, that she has, and, um, and for her recovering from this minor uh, procedure she had. Lord, we pray that you would just touch her, bring healing. Lord, that there wouldn't be much discomfort from the procedure as it heals. And Lord, that you would just give her the ability and the grace that she needs to, uh, to, uh, to deal with the situation that she finds herself in right now. Father, we pray for my sister Laura for her slipped disc in her back. And Lord, we pray for good results from the MRI. And we pray, Lord, that she wouldn't uh, have too much discomfort from this disc. And uh, Lord, we pray that uh, whatever the results are of the MRI, uh, if it does require some treatment, that it wouldn't be something that would uh, set her back too far. Father, we want to lift up Bernice uh, to you as well for uh, uh, her, her battle with cancer. And Lord, we just we trust, Lord, that you're going to just uh, work in a mighty way in her. And Lord, we're thankful that, uh, that she's so, um, always so happy and always with a smile on her face and, uh, and dealing with this as long as she's been dealing with it, Lord. We just only attribute that to the wonderful grace that you have uh, poured out upon her and her family as they've endured this. So Lord, we're going to pray that you would just touch our body and you bring our comfort and peace and Lord, especially healing. Lord, we pray for the uh, chemotherapy treatments that she's going through. And Lord, we just pray that uh, that the effects of that wouldn't be uh, too much for her to handle. And Lord, we'll thank you for that as well. Lord, we also want to pray for Alan for the uh, surgery that's coming up in just a couple of couple of weeks uh, for his prostate cancer. And Lord, we just ask you to bring uh, peace to Alan's heart and to his mind. And Lord, we ask for comfort uh, as he goes through the treatments that will follow. And Lord, we pray for those surgeons as they uh, as they uh, open him up and they remove the cancer. Lord, we pray that you would... Uh, just use every bit of their skill and ability that you've given them to, uh, to, to do this in a way that won't be uh, any long-term effects afterwards. Father, we're, we're lifting up Janae uh, for her heart concerns, and Lord, we pray that uh, you would just bring her peace and comfort, Lord, that you would impart to her that special grace that she needs uh, at this time. And Lord, we pray that, uh, that the treatments that she's going to be going for uh, to treat the heart condition, Lord, we just pray that uh, they would be successful, and Lord, that you would just touch her and bring healing. Father, we also pray for Fairman, who's in the hospital with cancer. Lord, we pray that you would just bring him comfort, bring him peace, 
as well. Lord, we pray, Lord, that uh, that you would help to heal this uh, fractured vertebrae in his, in his back. And Lord, we just pray that uh, that uh, that for everyone on our, our sick list, Lord, there's just so much sickness. Lord, we just lift them all up to you. We just beg you, Lord, just touch them in a very special way and bring them peace and bring comfort and healing. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we're, uh, we're praying for my brother-in-law, Jude, uh, who's a contractor up in New York. We're praying for his business. We're praying for Robert, a, uh, a National Guardsman who is uh, working on the border here in Eagle Pass. Uh, we're praying for him, for his protection, for his safety. We're praying that uh, he's, he's, uh, as he's witnessing to those men that he's working with, Lord, we pray that, um, that we're going to pray that, uh, that the Lord will use him in a mighty way. We're also praying for all of the Border Patrol officers and agents that are working on the border, all the National Guard and the law enforcement uh, that are here to, to uh, try to control the situation at the border and, uh, and, and keep us safe and protected here where we live. We're also praying for our, our local, state, and federal elected officials. Uh, we're praying for Angel in her pregnancy. We're praying for Alex, her husband. Uh, we're praying for Isabella for her walk with the Lord, Jessica for her walk with the Lord. We're praying for uh, Alex Herrera for uh, his job and financial situation and caring for his dad. And we're also praying for Yulisa, uh, who is uh, going through a very difficult family situation. And uh, I had the opportunity to pray with her personally uh, just the other day. So we're going to add her to our prayer list here for that as well. Heavenly Father, we want to just thank you again for answered prayer. Lord, we pray for uh, for Jude, my, my brother-in-law, uh, for his business up in New York as a contractor. Lord, uh, it's difficult in, in that field right now. We know that because of the economy. And Lord, we just pray that uh, you would just open up opportunities for him to uh, to work and to... Uh, and to be able to pay the bills and to uh, and, and to and to just to do do what it is that he was called to do, and Lord, we also pray that you would open up an open up an opportunity for him to come down here to Eagle Pass to to get some work and do some work um, that's very much needed, and uh, that it would be a successful trip for him. Father, we pray for uh, Robert, our friend on the national in the National Guard working on the border. We just lift him up to you. We ask you, Father God, just to protect him as he serves. Protect those that he is with as they serve. Lord, use him in a mighty way as he, as he witnesses and presents the gospel message to those that he is he's serving with and for those men that he, talks to, that he has talked to and he is currently talking to. And Lord, you know exactly who they are, so we pray for them as well. Father, we pray for the Border Patrol agents and officers and National Guard and law enforcement that are all working down here along the border. Lord, we lift them up to you. We ask you to protect them. We ask you to give them safety as they work. Lord, we ask that you would just uh, boost their morale as they're working and they're seeing some really uh, terrible and wicked and heartbreaking things as they're performing their duties every day. Lord, we just pray for them and we lift them up to you. Father, we pray for our local, state, and federal elected officials. Lord, we pray that you would uh, raise up saved people around them if they're not saved themselves. And Lord, you would raise them up and Lord, that you would... um, you would just uh, uh, have them uh, rely on the Word of God for any counsel and advice that they need to, uh, to enact laws and, and, and ordinances that affect us in each and every day. Father, we also want to pray for Angel uh, going through her pregnancy and her husband Alex, who's going through it as well. We pray for him, for his job, and we pray, Lord, that you would use him in a mighty way, and we're thankful for them both. 
Lord, we're praying for Isabella for her walk with the Lord, Jessica uh, for her walk with the Lord as a new as a new babe in Christ. Lord, we, we want to pray for her, and we're also praying for her mom and her family as well. Lord, we're going to pray for uh, Brother Alex Herrera uh, for his uh, job and financial situation that he finds himself in, uh, and in caring for his dad, uh, Fairman, who's sick, and who we who we prayed for. And then, Lord, we want to pray for Julissa as well, who's going through this uh, extremely difficult difficult moment in her family life. And Lord, we just lift her up to you, and we just pray, Lord, that you would bring her clarity of thought, and Lord, that um, the decisions that have to be made in the coming days and weeks, Lord, would be uh, the right decisions, and that, uh, Lord, you would inform them through the prodding of your Holy Spirit. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks, and then, of course, uh, to round up the list, uh, we have all of the unspoken prayers of our hearts, uh, prayers that we just can't give utterance to, uh, whether it's for extremely personal reasons or it's just not being able to find the right words to express the need. But we're thankful that the Holy Spirit can take those prayers and he can make them something that uh, is understandable uh, to the Lord. And, uh, you know, we th- we're thankful for that. And uh, so we, we want to commit these prayers to you, Heavenly Father. We lift up Eduardo Rodriguez, Mike Elizalde. Uh, we're lifting up a young man named Liam with an unspoken. And, of course, Lord, we're, I have my own unspoken prayer requests uh, that I've laid out before you in great detail. Lord, you know what they are, and uh, we trust that you will answer those prayers according to your perfect will. So, Father, we pray for Eduardo, Mike, Liam, and myself. And we lift up our prayers, our unspoken prayers, and we ask you, Father God, just to, just to, um, uh, just have mercy where mercy is needed, Lord, that you would impart grace where grace is needed, and Lord, that you would touch each and every person on our on our prayer list in a way that they need right now, right here, and today. And Father, we will thank you for all of your love. We'll thank you, Lord, for all of the mercy the grace that you have poured out upon us each and every day. Lord, we want to thank you for your precious Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in his precious and beautiful name that we pray today. Amen. All right, folks. Now, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, please uh, head over to swordofthespiritpodcast.com, open up that contact section, and uh, include that in your message to us on the web form. Or you could always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. All right, folks. Well, uh, we don't have any uh, listener questions to uh, refer to today. We don't have any birthdays that I'm aware of, anything in the chat group that I need to know. No? Okay. All right. So then what we're going to do here is we're going to take our second break, and uh, that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible. Grab yourself a nice cup of coffee or get yourself a refill. Grab yourself a bottle of water. And when we come back, we'll be, get, we'll be getting into today's message on our Sermon Sunday broadcast, God's Plan for a New Start. And we'll be right back after this. shall find me if you 
contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map 
the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. All right, folks, welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Now, uh, if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know that when we hear that audio clip, it's time to open up our Bibles and get down to study. Now, this is the, uh, this is the uh, uh, first show of the new year, and uh, I'm going to bring a message to you today called God's Plan for a New Start. God's plan for a new start. I'm also going to ask you to forgive me if you're just tuning in. I am losing my voice. I've been struggling with it for the last couple of days. So uh, I'm going to ask you to forgive me and please endure to the end as we go through this uh, today. Uh, But uh, let's get started and let's take our Bibles and turn over to the book of Philippians, chapter number three. Philippians, chapter three. And while you're going there, I'm going to take a sip of some tea here. All right, Philippians chapter 3, and let's begin in verse 8. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead." Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus." Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless the study, the reading, the preaching of your precious word. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, in these few verses that we just read, 
is basically God's approach to a new year's resolution, a fresh start, a new beginning. And how many of us have ever said, you know, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. You know, I'm going to do things differently this year. I'm going to do it differently in the future. How many of us have ever made a New Year's resolution? I know I've made them. How many of you have ever broken one? I've done that too. And you know, I'm sure that God anticipated that. To fail is to recognize that we're human. To recognize the um, infirmity of the flesh. To know and understand that in me, that is in my flesh, the dwelleth no good thing. The Bible says that, you know, I can't do it by myself. I'm just not capable of doing it by myself. But isn't it wonderful? Isn't it just, just incredibly wonderful that we can make a fresh start? Do you remember back when you got saved, the burden of sin was, was perhaps so heavy on your soul? And when you came to that final realization that the, the blood of Jesus Christ had cleansed your heart and soul and had made you clean and fresh and white. And you recognized the truth of Isaiah when he said, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And you said, praise the Lord, he has taken my sin and cast it as far as the east is from the west. And then indeed you sailed out into the sea of life with a new beginning, a new start. God has buried my past. And praise God he did bury it. He cast it as far as the east is from the west. You know, it's interesting to notice that the apostle compares this concept of a fresh start to a race. Now, this is not a new idea within the scope of Scripture because a race is, is talked about in many other passages also. So let's look at some of those. Take your Bibles and go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Paul was evidently a sports fan because he used a lot of analogies and a lot of parallels from the world of sports on several occasions. Now in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24, he writes, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all? So everyone runs in the race. But one receiveth the prize. You see, there can only be one winner. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So here's another occasion where the Apostle Paul uses the parallel of a race to, a Christ, to the Christian life. Now turn with me over to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin with which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. 
So there's a race that's set before us. Now, if you would, in your mind's eye, I just want you to think of this past year, 2022, as a race that you ran. Think of it in those terms. Now, there are really three parts to most races, particularly races of any distance or of any consequence other than just short sprints. All right, so first of all, there's the start. All right, the start is very important. Now, oftentimes, uh, particularly in the sprints, if a man doesn't get a good start, he loses the race. A lot can depend upon the start and how quick he is out of the blocks. Now, perhaps if you review 2022 in your mind and you look back the year ago and you see a poor start in your Christian experience for that year. Then there's a second part of the race, and that's called the position. The position. And what is that? That means the runners, they, you know, they jockey, they move around from position because position can play an important and consequential part in any race. Oftentimes you watch the Olympics or track events on television and then you'll hear the commentator say something about, um, you know, such and such a runner is boxed in. So what that is, that there's a runner in front of him and there's a runner on the side of him and a runner behind him and he can't maneuver in and out. If he had to go, if he had to back up and go around, then he'd, he'd lose too many strides, and consequently, he would lose the race. So, what you'll see is you'll see runners as they go around the track, moving around for position, to gain position. Some of us have lost our position. We've been boxed in somehow over the past year by circumstances and events in our life. And then, thirdly, there's the finish. The finish. And that's the most important part, at least according to the verses we read. It's how you finish. It's who crosses the finish line that's the most important part. And it's interesting to notice that the Apostle Paul is talking about Christians running a race. He's not talking about unsaved people running a race to gain salvation. He's talking about Christians running a race. Now, in the ancient, in the ancient Greek Olympics, uh, the ones that the Apostle Paul was probably more acquainted with, uh, and based on this information uh, um, upon, and as the Holy Spirit led him to write these things, a slave could not run in a race. A bondsman could not run in a race. He had to be a free citizen, representing that particular nation in a race. But he could not be a slave. Now, the Bible teaches us over in Galatians chapter 3 and chapter 4 that until we're saved and found, and, and until we've found Jesus Christ as our Savior, we were in bondage. We were slaves. Well, who were we slaves to? We were slaves to sin and death. When we were saved, we were set free, and we came to know Jesus Christ as our Savior. And when, we be, and when we came to know him as our Savior, we became a citizen of a foreign country. My citizenship is now in heaven. So the race that I'm running, I'm running as an ambassador or a representative of my country, which is heaven. My genuine, real citizenship is no longer the United States of America. Now, yes, absolutely, I'm an American citizen, and I'm proud to be an American citizen. No, I'm one of those old-fashioned, flag-waving, founding father-type nuts. You know, you can't say patriot anymore, otherwise you get put on a terrorist watch list. I'm proud to be an American, though. 
I think we ought to defend our nation. We ought to defend our country. But spiritually speaking, our citizenship is in heaven. And we're running a race representing our citizenship. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure you've all seen the Olympics at some point or another, right? I have. I've watched the Olympics in years past. You know, and I would always think, you know, what a sensational feeling it has to be to represent your nation, your country in the Olympics. To represent your country, to run a race. You know, it was a thrill for me just to represent my high school when I played baseball. But to represent a nation, man, what a thrill that has to be. Amen? But yet we're representing something far greater than that. It says in Hebrews that there's a, a great cloud of witnesses compassed about, and they're watching you run the race. But where is this cloud of witnesses that are compassed about, Lord? They're in heaven. And are you aware of the fact that there are literally millions that have gone on before us that are now in glory, that are looking over the banister of heaven, watching how you run the race? Are you aware of the fact that the grandstands are full of people rooting for you? You know, sometimes people ask, you know, uh, do people in heaven really know what's going on down here? Well, I believe they do. I believe they do, if for no other reason than because of what Hebrews chapter 12 says although there are other scriptures that indicate that they do also. But, uh, I mean, perhaps there's a loved one that's gone on before you. And they're saying, come on, son. Come on, daughter. Come on, wife. Run the race. Come on, grandson. Come on, granddaughter. Run the race. So we see that, they, that we are a citizen of heaven and we are running the race. Now, perhaps our race in the past year has been undesirable. Perhaps it's been a race that, you know, got off to a great start. And as we kind of jockeyed around for position, we ended up getting boxed in by sin and, and evil and the circumstances of this world and this life. And, you know, perhaps we came to a stuttering finish. You know, maybe you got off to a bad start and, and ran a bad race all the way through. Or, or perhaps you got a bad start and then you started to come on strong in the middle of the race. I don't know. I don't know. You know more about the kind of race that you ran than I do. But the question that we're dealing with today is how to get a new start. There's always another race to be run. And we need to reflect upon that race that we've ran in the past year. Did we get a bad start? Did we let ourselves get boxed in our position? But then we also need to think about how we can get a new race. There's always, always another race. 2023 is a new year. But because some folks have gone through enough of life to realize that they've made so many New Year's resolutions and so many have fallen by the wayside and so many have failed, Folks approach them with a pessimistic attitude, and they say, oh, well, you know, I, I really don't believe, and I haven't seen any proof that life would improve for me, so I'm just going to limp rather than desire to excel and do my best. Now, God has given us a threefold formula for a new start in these passages of Scripture that we just read. So let's take a look at those, and let's look at verse 13 out of our text. 
Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. So forget those things which are behind. One of the great barriers to a new start in the lives of so many people is the horror of the past. They dwell too much in their minds on what's transpired in the past. Paul said that if you want a new start, you want a fresh start, step one is to forget the past. Now you might be thinking to yourself, man, that's easy for you to say, but how in the world do I forget the past? I just can't take it out of my mind. I, I, I can't just set it aside. It just seems to be an, like an ever-present thing that never leaves me. Well, think with me for just a moment. The Jews, as a nation, found themselves in bondage. And they were in bondage, uh, perhaps, as you're in bondage to your past. The thoughts of your failures just keep coming back to you, and you dwell on those things to the point that they actually clasp you in chains. The Jews found themselves in bondage in Israel, in Egypt. God said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring you out of slavery. He says, I'm going to deliver you. God began to work. At the hand of Moses, miracles were performed, and the ten plagues came down upon Egypt. And the concluding plague was simply this. God said to the Egyptians, all right, I'm going to take the firstborn out of every home. And the death angel is going to come over this place. But he said to those Israelites, if you'll, just, if you'll take the lamb and slay it and take the blood, and if you apply it to the lintel and the doorposts, he said, then the death angel will pass over you. The thing of it was that they were in bondage. The only way, the only way they could be really free and released from that bondage was they had to take the blood, they had to apply the blood, and they had to appropriate the blood by faith, by faith. Now, I can't tell you how many times you can talk to people that are saved and they tell you how they can believe that when Jesus saved them, he forgave all of their sins, but they can't quite grasp the fact that he is still capable of forgiving sin even after they've been saved. I trusted the Lord, yes, but I did something terrible in my life since then. Can God really forgive it? You see, you've been victimized by what the Jews had been victimized by, according to the book of Hebrews, and that's unbelief. Paul says to forget those things which are behind you. Forget those things. You know, you you can't change those things which have already taken place. I mean, how many of you really believe that you can change that which has already taken place? You can't change it. You can't do anything about it. So Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, knew that, and he said, forget it. Don't you think that, uh, don't you think some people that have exceeded the far greater levels of Christian experience than you and I have had failures? I mean, think about Peter. How about Peter? Don't you think that he, don't you think that the thought came back to Peter on many sleepless nights as they literally haunted him about the night that he denied his Savior? 
the one who died for him, the one with whom he had lived and slept next to and ate with and talked with and communed with for three years in an earthly ministry, then in a moment of weakness he denied his Savior? Don't you think that bothered Peter? It should bother us to deny our Savior. You know, some of us haven't opened our mouths one time for Jesus Christ in the last 12 months. Some of us say we're born again, we're saved, we know the Lord, but we haven't told one person. Some of us haven't handed out one gospel tract in 12 months. Some of us haven't won a soul in 12 months. God has given us a whole year, and one day, one day we're going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ and we'll give an account of that year. God will say, so what did you do with 2022? How did you run the race? You know, you look on your failures and you ought to be ashamed. Peter was ashamed. We ought to hang our heads. He did. We ought to weep. He did. Some of us haven't read 20 chapters in our Bibles in 2022, and we talk about Pastor Martin earlier, 89 years old, can't barely see, has to use a a, a magnifying glass, a lens, a magnifying lens to read his Bible 10 chapters every day, and some of us haven't read 20 chapters in, in a year. God is someday going to ask, what did you do with 2022? How did you run that race? Some of us haven't spent 10 minutes in prayer in 2022. Not 10 minutes. That's a tragedy. You look on your failures and you say, "Eh, my life's a mess. You're right. You're right, 100%, absolutely right. Now, some of us attended church less in 2022 than you did, than you did in 2021. Now, I understand COVID was, in a, was around and a lot of churches were closed, but what about when church reopened? Did you go back? You, know, you didn't accelerate your Christian experience. You decelerated it. You slowed down. And we ought to be ashamed. But praise God. God says that you can have a new start. Forget it. Put it behind. Then there are some folks that not only spend their time thinking about their past failures, but there are some that spend their time thinking about their past successes. There are some that would say, well, you know, I've been here serving the Lord for a long time, and I'm going to let some of these new, younger folks take over now. I've done my share. Brother, when you stand at the judgment seat of Christ, God's going to say to you, well, look, you know, I realized that we had other folks around in 2022, so it was all right for you to retire from the Lord's work. Do you think the Lord's going to say that to you? You see, God is going to hold you, you, as an individual, responsible for that which you have done in the race that you have run. For some, marriages in 2022 have just disintegrated. They've not improved. You're ready to throw in the towel and just quit. Don't you realize that David had the same problem, yet he, by the grace of God, was able to do the same thing that Paul suggested? Forget it. Put it behind. 
Well, how do you forget something as catastrophic as that? How do you forget a sin that seems to be as be so wicked as as adultery? How do you just forget it? Is that what you're suggesting, Brother Joe? Is that what you're suggesting? Just shrug my shoulders and go on? No. No, no. How does God enable you to forgive it and forget it? How does he do it? By putting it under the blood. By realizing that Jesus died for your sin. Your sin. Not just your past sin, but your present sin. And asking him to forgive it and trusting him and believing that he will. If you don't do that, you won't have a fresh start. Would you like to start 2023 with a brand new look on life? I'm sure we would. I'm sure we would. So not only do we forget the things that are behind us, but we foresee the things that are before us. Let's look at verse 14. Paul said this, he said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know, Paul wasn't content with second place. You know, it's always nice to win the red ribbon for second place, but it's not nearly as gratifying as winning that blue ribbon. You run the race with one objective, to get to the finish line first. Amen? To win the race. To go first class. I don't know why. I, don't, I really don't know why so many Christians are willing to settle for second class. I don't, I don't know why so many Christians are willing to settle for a second-rate Christian experience. When God has declared that he wants you to have a peace that passeth all understanding. When God has informed you that, that he possesses a joy for you, that is beyond the comprehension of those that are in the world, and yet people say, oh, I'm willing to settle for less than that. Paul says that there's a prize. He wasn't interested in anything but the first prize, and we ought to be interested in the same thing. God also has some things for us if we run the, way, if we run the race well. And when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about just that. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. And we'll be right back after this short break. Don't go away. The tomb of Buddha looked inside and saw his bones traveled on to see Muhammad still wrapped up in his grave clothes. Then I journeyed to a garden where old Joseph left him lay the precious lamb, God's own begotten, 
was no longer in that grave. If you knew him like I know him, you would know that he's alive. If you felt him like I feel him, Deep inside, you know he's living, and death has died. If you're wandering in the darkness, come and step into the light. Nail-scarred hands reach out to help you to pull you safe from death to life friend i too have stood where you stand can i trust in sights unseen but just one step in his direction then in love he ran to me if you knew him like i know him you would know that he's alive if you felt him like i Deep inside, you know he's living, and death has died. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. If you felt him. Like I feel him Resurrection Deep inside You know he's living And death has died Death has died
this wretched life you loved and forgave. A life that is on fire, the only our heart's desire, be faithful from now to the That last song, May the Lord Find Us Faithful, was performed by Karen Mocker. And I'm going to tell I have the privilege of saying that I know Karen. Uh, I attended the same church with Karen, and she is a wonderful, godly woman and uh, with a beautiful singing voice. And it was a privilege to be able to hear her sing these songs uh, during our church services uh, before she um, uh, produced that uh, CD that she had put out uh, a few years ago. So it's a real blessing to be able to uh, to hear that. Folks, welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and we've been talking about God's plan for a new start. And uh, we were just about to get into um, some of the things that God has for us if we run the race well. Now, uh, there are five crowns that are available to the Christian have you ever looked at them in the Word of God when you've been studying the Word of God? Um, they're really amazing to, 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 to study. It's a great study in and of itself. And to be quite honest with you, every one of these crowns could be a sermon in itself. But uh, let's just take a moment and look at them here. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It's where we were just a little while ago. So let's go back over that way. Excuse me one second. Okay, sorry about that. Had to blow the nose. So, uh, so yeah, we First Corinthians chapter nine. We were there just a little bit ago, so we're going to go back there and we're going to read this this very verse. All right, um, we read this very verse, and we're going to read it again. Uh, so, not only do we forget the things that are behind, we foresee the things that are before us. Uh, Paul said, "I press toward the mark." So now, do you know how? To, do you know how you press toward the mark? How do you do that? Well, you get into the thick of the thing. You get out into the middle of it. You get out and do it. You don't stand on the sidelines. He's not talking about being uh, about the role of a spectator. He's talking about the role of a participant. So 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and verse 25. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. So you know what he's talking about there? He's talking about uh, a shadow boxer. He says, I'm not just a shadow boxer. He says, I'm not boxing the air, standing here, flexing my muscles for nothing. He says that there's an actual physical opponent in front of me. Well, what's, what is that opponent? Well, it's yourself. It's yourself. There's a great ancient philosopher who coined a biblical concept that has said that your greatest enemy is yourself. 
your greatest enemy is yourself. And that's right. And it's only right because it's a biblical concept. Paul said that there's an incorruptible crown available for those who win a victory over the flesh. So the first crown that we see is an incorruptible crown. And why do you suppose we talk about the handicaps of the flesh that people get themselves involved in so many times? Why do you suppose I've made comments that I've made about smoking? Uh, do, you think smoking's, do, do you think that smoking is going to send you to hell? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I don't know what good it does for you, though. I mean, I guess it improves your breath, lengthens your life, maybe helps you cough better. You know, maybe the hospitals of America need support. I don't know. Do I think the person who smokes is the biggest, most wicked sinner in the city? No, of course not. Some folks say, I may smoke, but I know another Christian down the street that's a lot worse than I am. And you know, in most cases, you're probably right. But you see, when you stand at the judgment seat of Christ, God isn't going to ask you about the guy down the street. He's going to ask you about you. You. You know what? There's going to be an incorruptible crown for you if you can get victory over the flesh. I mean, just read Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8. It'll tell you all about it. You know, we appease the flesh. We put things in this body that shouldn't be there. And I confess, I have put some things in this body that shouldn't be there. Sometimes we abuse this body. God says, if you'll put it all under subjection, I have an incorruptible crown available for you. That's part of the race that Paul was running. He was running to win that prize, an incorruptible crown. He said, he said, I've said no to the flesh. You know, the flesh wants to covet. The flesh wants to lust. The flesh wants to please itself. And he said, by the grace of God and by prayer and by dying daily, by recognizing my position of being crucified with Christ, he said, I've said no to the flesh. Therefore, I run for an incorruptible crown. So the first crown is an incorruptible crown. Turn over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. There's another crown available for Christians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. You're in a race, my friends. You're in a race. What crown are you running for? Well, hopefully more than just one. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 19. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? For ye are our glory and joy. So there's a second crown available to the Christian, and it's a crown of rejoicing. It's a crown of rejoicing. And what is the crown of rejoicing? I'm running a race looking for a crown. What is the crown of rejoicing? Paul says, are not even ye? Talking to those people he had won to Christ. He said, you're my crown of rejoicing. Every person that you win to Jesus Christ is labeled, as far as God is concerned, as a potential crown for you someday, a prize that you'll receive at the end of the race. I look forward to the day that I get to heaven and meet those folks that I have personally won to Jesus Christ. They're going to be my crown of rejoicing. I look forward to being a part of the crown of rejoicing for the man that won me to Christ when we get to heaven. And let me tell you something. All of those that I won and win to Christ will be part of his crown because he won me. What do you think about the person that won D.L. Moody? You know, that Sunday school teacher. 
He's going to have a crown so heavy, he's going to have to hire some Christians that don't have one to carry it around for him. A crown of rejoicing. Some of us have you know, convinced ourselves from every conceivable possible avenue of rationalization that we cannot win souls. Folks, that's a delusion of the devil. That's exactly what that is. He is robbing you of one of the greatest crowns that God has for you, the crown of rejoicing. We need to be soul winning. I hope that 2023 will be, the, will be the year where we take what we have learned and put it to good use. I hope you'll get out and you'll win souls to Jesus Christ. God gives you opportunity upon opportunity upon opportunity. I was out shopping recently, and I had the opportunity to give the gospel to two ladies that were helping me. I had a captive audience for about an hour. There are people all over that are waiting to hear a gospel witness and get saved. I had a coworker that overheard me give the gospel to another coworker during our lunch break. <clears throat> excuse me, during our lunch break. And after work, he approached me in a locker room and asked me about what he overheard, and I led him to the Lord that very night. There are people all over just waiting to be saved. You're robbing yourselves of one of the greatest joys if you're not winning souls. Turn over to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, there's another crown waiting for Christians. James chapter 1 and verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So the crown of life. Now some of you folks have been the obvious direct target of temptation in the last year. God says, for, God says for you that can endure temptation, he's got a special crown for you. And God keeps accurate books. You can be assured of the fact that God is going to reward you properly. You know, incentive and reward are biblical principles. They are biblical concepts. I guess God understands that even though we, we, we ought to just say we'll serve Jesus because we love him, God knows the infirmities of this old flesh. He knows that it's very difficult for us to just serve Christ because he died for us, because he hung, hung from a cross. God says, I'm going to give you some incentive. He didn't have to do that, but he did. He said there are five crowns available for you that run the race well. For you that endure temptation, there's a crown of life. Now remember these remember you know these folks that are in the race are already citizens of heaven. They're representing their country which is afar off. You don't run the race to gain salvation. That's provided by faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You run the race after you're saved. Not to keep your salvation, but to reap the reward that God has for you. Make sense? All right, let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. There's another crown that God has for you. 2 Timothy chapter 4, and look at verse 6. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Paul said, I know that in just a few days they're going to take me out and execute me, cut my head off, and I'm going to be home with the Lord. He wasn't dreaming about that. He was thrilled to death. <laughs> he said, I have, a, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, 
and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. So a crown of righteousness. A crown of righteousness is available to all those folks who just kind of hang in there, waiting for Jesus to come back. That's what he's talking about. He said there's a crown available for folks who just finish the race and keep their eyes set on the finish line, which is the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, if you'll just stay with it, just stay with it. If you watch, and if you watch many races, especially amateur races like like um, like high school or, or or college races, you'll notice that there's always a few that drop out. They kind of fade out. You know, uh, 2022 for my church, First Baptist Church, had been a good has been a good year. Our attendance has been up. We've seen some new faces come in, but it also had its sad notes because. Some people have dropped out. They've gone by the wayside. They've dropped out. There'll be no crown of righteousness for they're not hanging in there looking at the finish line. Just faithfulness, folks. Just faithfulness. God is going to give you a crown just for being faithful. Just for doing what's right. Just for being and doing right and leaving the consequences to God. God's going to have a crown for folks that are there that can be counted on, that can be depended upon for the Lord's work. God has a crown for folks like that. Then let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 1. The elders which are among you I exhort. Now he's talking to preachers here. Who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God, which is among you. Now, it's interesting that Peter says, feed the flock. You know, he hadn't forgotten that, had he? Jesus told Peter three times, feed my sheep. It made an indelible impression on Peter's mind, so he, in turn, said, feed the flock of God, which is among you taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd, when the chief, when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall re- receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. So there's a crown of glory. There's a crown available for preachers. Now, I heard a preacher mention this one time, and he said there comes a time in any pastor's life and ministry that he, uh, he goes to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1, and he thinks to himself that, that that's the only thing that makes the whole thing work, worth it. God promised a crown. God promised a crown. You know, shepherding can be a frustrating business because sheep can be awfully dumb, you know, just possessed with dumb. <laughs> You know, and I, I, can, I can honestly say that about myself, too, because I am a sheep, part of God's flock. I look at my own life and I say, how dumb sometimes I really do. Did you ever do that? I mean, how utterly and completely stupid could I be? God says for those who, sh- for those who shepherd, there'll be a special crown. My friend, do you want a new start? Forget those things which are behind foresee those things which are before us. And then finally, follow those things which are beyond us. Just briefly, let's go back to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Foresee those things which are before us, those crowns which God has available for us. 
follow after those things which are beyond us. Because in verse 12, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, not as though I had already attained. So Paul says, I haven't arrived yet. Either we're already perfect. He says, I'm not perfect. I haven't arrived. You know, don't misunderstand me. Paul says, I'm not the ultimate. He just wants them to know. He just wants them to know that. But I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ has apprehended you. He's arrested you. He's gathered you together for a purpose, and that is to seek after the things that are beyond us. Set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. We need a new start. 2023 needs to be better than 2022. We need to serve the Lord more actively. We need to find more fulfillment, more joy, and more peace. We need to find what the apostle alluded to in Philippians chapter 3, just a few verses earlier when he said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Jesus Christ wants to get to know you better, and you ought to get to know him better in 2023. Forget the things that are behind you. You can't change them. No matter if they're failures or successes, forget them. Put them under the blood. Then foresee the things which are before you. There are five crowns for the Christian in this life. How are you running the race? Open your mouth for Jesus Christ this year. Do something for him. And then following the things which are beyond us, let's set our affection on him. Let this be the year that God would that God would use. Now, if you're not saved, if you're not a citizen of heaven, uh, whatever race you're running isn't the race we've been talking about. You're running another race. If you're running a race to get to heaven, and my friend, you're never going to make it. You'll never make the finish line. Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. If you'd put your simple faith and trust in him, realizing that you're a sinner, and because of your sin, you deserve God's judgment, you deserve death and hell, realize that Jesus Christ died for you. And if you trust him today as your personal Savior and ask him to save you, he'll give you eternal life. Then you too will be in the race that the Apostle Paul talks about, the race of the Christian experience. Amen? Amen. Now I wonder, though, how many here today, listening to me right now, would say, I know I'm in the race. I may not be in it like I want to, but I'm in it because I'm saved and I'm a Christian. And if I die today, I'm sure I have eternal life. I know my citizenship is in heaven today. Now, if you're listening and you say, my citizenship is not in heaven, but I would like it to be, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure I'm a child of God. I'm not sure my sins are forgiven. But if it's possible to know those things, I'd, I'd like to have that knowledge. I'd like to have that, uh, that assurance. Would you let me pray for you? It's a privilege to be able to pray for you. And if you would just in your own private place right there would just say, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure if I'm a citizen of heaven, but I'd like to be.
just take a moment, close your eyes, and bow your head. Allow us the opportunity to pray for you. And while we tarry for just a moment here, my Christian friends, my, my folks that are listening, that listen all the time, and I know you're saved, look at the race that you've run. Obviously, the greater portion of this message has been to you. 2022 had its dismal failures, maybe sprinkled with a few successes. Living in the past, whether it's a past failure or success, will not successfully change the future. God has outlined a formula for us in these verses. Forget those things which are behind. Put them under the blood. Reach out. Press toward. Press forward for the prize. There's a prize involved, folks. There's a prize involved. Let's run this race this year as if we're running for a prize. Let's not run like we're just a participant. Run like we're running for a prize because God's got a prize for you. The question is, will you, will it? Will you win it? Heavenly Father, our desire today is that we as God's people might be used of you. Lord, I'm aware of the fact that there are believers who have been saved for years, and for all of 2022, they didn't open their mouth once for Jesus Christ. That there are others who made no active effort to win one soul. And because of that, their race has been a big fizzle. And there are others who made no effort whatsoever to get the mastery over the flesh. At every whim and every turn, they've appeased it. They've allowed it to rule and dominate their life. There are others who, at least in attitude and spirit, have just given up. They've taken their eyes off of a coming Savior, and as a result, a crown of righteousness is not laid up for them. There have been some folks that have endured temptation and others that have succumbed to it. Lord, that we as God's people might be a peculiar, distinct people set apart, striving for these crowns. I pray today for unsaved people under the sound of my voice. They're not even in the race. They're citizens, not even in heaven. They're trusting in religion. They're trusting in the church. They're trusting good works to save them. When in fact, only the shed blood of Jesus Christ, your dear son, is capable of saving them. Might they come to the cross today and receive him as Lord and Savior. May they come to him who can give them life and give it to them more abundantly. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of the first Sword of the Spirit podcast episode of 2023. Folks, I hope it was a blessing to you. I hope that you you gleaned something out of this message. Um, it wasn't an easy message to preach, but it was a good message full of a lot of information that I pray, I pray the Lord just laid on your heart now folks just want to say thank you for being with us for all of 2022 we're looking forward to a great 2023 we're praying for it head over to sort of the spirit podcast.com and fill out that contact form and send us over any comments or questions you might have look for that support this podcast button and folks don't forget to win the lost at all costs God bless you and take care. See you Thursday. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. 
or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day. 